It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Roy Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we have special guests, Sam Ferris, uh, a.k.a. Draft Dummies, on to talk about Anthony Black and his fit with the Washington Wizards. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style, tum- Yeti, Yeti style tumbler with every order. All right. So today we're going to talk about Anthony Black and how he would fit on the Wizards and his strengths and weaknesses. Um, so Sam, my first question is, uh, where do you have Anthony black ranked on your draft big board? So I have him, uh, in a range from like 10 to 13 right now, it's still a little bit fluid leading up to the draft, but I do have him penciled in right in this slot where the wizards are going to be picking. So definitely a viable candidate that I think wizards fans should keep their eyes on. Definitely. And, uh, just some context for Anthony black. Uh, he's six foot seven hundred ninety eight pounds. Average thirteen points a game, five boards, four assists, forty five percent from the field, thirty percent from the three, which definitely needs some work. Seventy percent from the free throw line as well. Um, was SEC all freshman? Was SEC all freshman team as well? Um, Brandon, what you got? Man, Anthony Black. Um, I'm a big fan of him. I think at this pick. This is this is what we need in DC, uh, Anthony Black. Um, if you look at the size, you know the biggest complaint we had all season long e, was was size. You know, Monty Morris didn't have a lot of size. You know, he came in, did his job, but Anthony Black's going to come into this position and he's going he, just size alone. I mean, his, his vision, his court. I mean, look at him as a court general, man. I mean, you know, he, he floor general. I mean, you know, I like what I see now. Obviously, the negatives. Um, if I had to pinpoint negatives, um handles a little bit i want to see him work on handles a little bit um the shot release needs to be worked on obviously the shot he needs to work on it but you know look at it you know if you look at what the wizards are trying to do by you know bringing back kp and or kuzma you know he's not going to be dependent on the really shoulder much of a load for the offensive load for the wizards so i'm fine with him with the way he is coming in now obviously i would like him to develop a shot and work on his game but I like what I see from Anthony Black. I do. I really like what I see from him. I watch a lot of tape. Just size alone. Six, seven. I mean, <laughs> he can defend. I mean, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. I think that if he's available, and which if you look at a lot of mock drafts, look, there's a couple of drafts where he's gone by four or five. So, you know, it kind of varies. And, you know, once you get past the obvious picks of Scoot Henderson and Wimbyama, it kind of changes a little bit, you know. So if he's there, 
Absolutely. He is definitely going to be the point guard of the future for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I think he can be – I think he can definitely be a a, a floor general. Uh, it may take some time. I think he has to work on the shot uh, for sure. But I, I did want to talk about um, how you think about his finishing around the rim is. Now, I know he had a 57% uh, free throw attempt rate, which he got to the line a, a lot this season. Uh, so I just wanted you to talk about his offensive game of getting to the basket and how good of a finisher around the rim is, is Anthony Black. Yeah, you brought up one of the key stats with him is that free throw rate. Like he gets to the rim, he draws contact, not afraid of contact. And one of the things you'd point to if you believe in his upside as an on-ball slasher and creator is that ability to get to the free throw line. Because when you look at individual stats that usually tend to translate, it's free throw rate. Like guys like Jimmy Butler that draw free throws in the NBA – They often did that in college too. So I do see that translating with him. But my overall view of Anthony Black is kind of more like a high-end connector piece, actually, offensively. I don't see him personally as a guy that's going to shoulder a huge usage load offensively. I see him kind of like that connector piece. And the guy that I compare him to most often is like a bigger version of Derek White on the Celtics. And so Wizards fans might be a little nervous by that because you might be thinking we just drafted Johnny Davis. That's what he was supposed to be. And I I get that. I think you kind of have to just mark that down as a loss at that point. And if Johnny Davis ends up developing into something in the future, great. But I don't think you can really as a franchise um, make future decisions based on on Johnny Davis, to be honest. And Anthony Black is a better prospect than John than Johnny Davis was last year. Yeah, he's a freshman all uh, McDonald's All American. Now that the shooting does concern me 30% from the from the three point line. 70% from the free throw is, is okay. It's about, you know, it's below average, but it's okay. And you're scaring you are giving me concerns about the Derek White comparison. Now I mean Derek White is a good player, but yeah, you know, the Wizards they just they desperately they have to hit a home run on a pick. I mean it, it doesn't have to be necessarily an all-star player, but they have to get an above average impact player. Derek White is is a solid player. Um Anthony Black um, I, I think he he could be a connector, but the Wizards have drafted a bunch of connectors. They, they yeah. drafted a connector in Denny Avia, um, a guy who can't shoot, but he's a good passer and, and a connector. Um, a couple of years ago, it wasn't it wasn't Tommy, but they drafted Troy Brown Jr., another conduct, connector. But I think Anthony Black has a lot more shot creation and uh, just ball handling yeah. to get to the basket and get to the rim. He's shown that with his free throw rate. Um, yeah. in, in the Maui Invitational, he was more of a scorer, but it looked like Throughout the year, he had to become more of a facilitator. Nick Smith got injured, and then um, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Trayvon Brazil got injured. Um, how do you think some of the some of his teammates and just them not being able to knock down open shots that affected his offensive game? Yeah, you make really valid points. In Arkansas, I think I watched more than any other team this year because of the number of prospects they had on their team. But yeah, it's key to understand what was going on with that team this year. Because Nick Smith was supposed to be the guy for them. He was supposed to be top five to seven pick. Anthony Black was looked at as more like a guy that was going to go in the teens, likely to be a one and done, still a really good prospect. But Nick Smith was the guy. But he, he got injured. And when he came back, was really up and down and especially poor defensively. So frankly, they were better with Anthony Black than they were, you know, running the offense through Nick Smith. And then the other key point you made, Trayvon Brazil was their floor spacing big. He was like their stretch five. 
And if you watch Arkansas games this year, after he left, there was just no spacing at all. There was no shooters on the team that the defense respected. And so every team just um, crowded the lane, just packed it in defensively. And that makes it difficult to evaluate guys when there's just no driving lanes, there's no spacing. And so that's when the one of the difficulties looking at, at Anthony Black is how much do you factor in the situation that he was playing in and, and to what extent you build that into your evaluation of him looking forward as an NBA prospect? Definitely, yeah. So I do want to get to his defense and some more shooting uh, about Anthony Black's game and how he would fit on the Washington Wizards. But before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Um, shout out to Bird Dogs. I just got some shorts from Bird, Dog- Bird Dogs. They're super comfortable um, they do look like swimming trunks, but they're very stylish. You know, I'm a dad, so they kind of look like some cool, smooth dad shorts out there. If you want to go on vacation or, you know, go out there, play some basketball, go out for a walk. Um, they got super stretchy fabric, man. It makes my legs look great. They're super comfy for the YouTubers, people watching on YouTube. I got the box right here. If you can see bird dogs, uh, so shout out to them as well. They also have some really, really nice mugs as well so make sure you guys check them out if you're going on a date or hanging out with friends going on the golf course check out bird dogs so um you can go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba when you enter promo code locked on nba they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every code so make sure you the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, check out Bird Dogs. Um, also, make sure to uh, check us out on the – thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first lesson every day. Every dayers. The next show, we'll be doing a mailbag episode and also doing some more uh, draft prospect breakdowns as well. All right, so Anthony Black, as well, uh, where do you rank him on your defensive uh, uh, big board as well? Uh, really high defensively as a guard. I'll give you, they just did the measurements actually, so I think that's really important to understand. Uh, without shoes on, six five and three quarters, so he's going to be playing at close to six foot seven. And then uh, a plus wingspan at six, seven and a half. So he is a big guard. And then the things you look at statistically that indicate activity and athleticism, really good steal rate, really good block rate and tons of dunks. So every metric and also his measurements point to him being a big athletic guard that's very active defensively. He's a really good shot blocker also for a guard. One of the best you'll see come into the draft. So that combined with really good instincts make him one of the best defensive prospects in this class, especially when you look at guards um, like Kaysen Wallace is definitely up there too. But I think his size is really key to him because you can play him on some threes as well. But again, I think he can switch and guard one through three pretty well at the next level. Okay, so he would he would be your point of attack defender. He would take on guys like you know Tyrese Halliburton and yeah um, some of the top point guards in the league. I saw he had five steals against UConn in that game. He was just a pass that had a bunch of deflections. Yeah, in that game. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about his defense? <laughs> I loved it, man. Because again, this is what we need. 
you know, looking at the point guard from last season, Monte Morris, what, what was the big deficiency with him? Mm-hmm. Size and defense. That was, I mean, you know, he came in, he did his job, but, you know, bigger guards, he couldn't handle bigger guards. And his defense, just his size, just, he was a non-factor on defense. So his defense, like you said, he's pesky. I mean, he's pesky. That's what we need, a guy that's going to shut down the opposite point guard. So, you know, if you take that into account and you take into account of, you know, just his vision as a floor general, that's exactly what we need. You know, you we mentioned it before is that, you know, scoring-wise, yeah, I, I get it. There's a lot to, to really want from his shooting and his score. But, you know, but we don't need him to be a scorer. You know, we have, what, Bradley Bill, two guard. You know, we got Kuzma can shoot it up. You know, KP can create for himself. You know, we we so just him being the floor general, but getting back to defense, love it. Absolutely love it because that's what we need, a taller guard who's got that dog in him. We, we said it all year long. We mm-hmm. need guys who got that dog in them got that attitude who's going to be pesky he's going to be in people's face going to die for loose balls you know we need guys who have that dog in them so you know get back to his defense i love it i love what i see from a defensive standpoint with anthony black mm-hmm. yeah i look at the kentucky game where he matched up against kasama Walsh. he had 19 points he had five steals um he basically took over that game on the defensive side of, of the ball i mean he's a guy that has long arms and long wingspan uh for sure he averaged two steals a game uh which was a freshman record at arkansas um, also set a, a freshman record for steals overall with 74, uh, 190 free throw attempts was a, which was a freshman record as well. Um, now the concerns, what are, what are, what, are, what would you say are his biggest strengths and what are you, what would you say are his biggest weaknesses at this point? Yeah. So I'll play off the Derek white comparison a little bit more in that Derek white is one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. And I think Anthony black has the potential to be that. And Anthony black's a few inches taller, which is really important too, because usually when you look at projecting to the next level, length is one of the key indicators. And he's got that at the guard position, but offensively similar to Derek white, really good slasher, really high IQ player, but he he's not really a willing shooter and he also doesn't shoot at a very high percentage either, but it's, it's the at times unwillingness to take threes that turns me off a little bit as a prospect, because when I envision him in a few years in playoff games, he just feels like a guy that teams are going to be fine leaving open from three. And, and it's as much because of his hesitancy to shoot as it is because of the percentage And on top of that, another comparison with Derek White is his shot is not really a very portable, versatile shot where he's not getting to a ton of pull-ups. It's a little bit of a lower release that takes a second to get off for him. And so he's not a guy that's going to be – he's not going to be a a high-volume pull-up scorer either. And so while I like his slashing game, while I really like his feel and his IQ offensively at his size – his hesitancy to shoot is what worries me long-term as like a legit playoff guy. Yeah, that's what worries me too. I think he has everything else. I think he, I think he's more than just a jack of all trades guy. I think he, he can be better than that, but kind of like how we talked about Dyson Daniels last year, where Dyson Daniels was a good connector, good passer, athletic, six, five, six, six. Um, and you kind of see how Dyson Daniels struggled a little bit this year, three points a game with one to say like one assist per game. So I, I know with Dyson, it's going to take some time, but I feel like Anthony Black, if we get him here, I don't see him hitting the ground running. I see him being a good player for sure. Um, I can see kind of like Alonzo Ball to his game too, good passer, but it's going to take time where whatever organization, like, organization he's going to go to, the developmental staff really is going to have to work on that shot. 
and they really they're really going to be put to a test uh, where they can improve his game. But I think he can still be a, a super productive player without having a shot. You, you see him in the pick and roll. You know, he shot 55 percent from the mid range, which is which is solid as well. Um, you know, I, I see him, you know, doing well with Przingis pick and roll, doing pick and roll, pick and pop. Same thing with Gafford. Um, I do see him, you know, being a, a solid point guard in this league, but it's going to take a, a couple years of development. Yeah, it's important, too, to step back and say, as a freshman in the SEC, he was already super productive. Like, we couldn't say that about Johnny Davis. And you've mentioned some of the stats, the freshman records that he put up. So it's important to see the big picture that, like, he was already um, he was already very productive and impacting winning at a young age. So I, I think he can do that. And I agree with the other points you made. And it's funny, we're all on the same page here. I had Dyson Daniels listed as my second comp for him. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lonzo Ball is another good point because with him, the shooting did come around, right? And now all of a sudden, he's a lot more important. Now the injuries, unfortunately, hit him. But if we project forward and say, if Anthony Black does end up shooting better than I'm projecting, plus he's a much better slasher than Lonzo Ball, then we're talking about a real core piece for the Wizards moving forward. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Oh, I completely agree with everything you guys said. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get the shot. I mean, I get it. But, again, I'm not too worried year one because, again, we're not dependent on that, that shot. What I want for him is the defense and this division as a passer. You know, I want, I want a point guard who's going to come in, you know, they hit all points again, you know, to come in, defend the other point guard. He's going to use his size on defense and who's going to play point guard, play quarterback. You know, I, I'm not, you know, if he scores, that's cool, but it's kind of like what we said all year about Denny, man, you know, when he scores, that's cool, but you know, what he provides is defense. So to me, you know, I get, you know, I get the downside of Anthony black and I get it. Um, but you know, saying that, you know, his defense, I'm, I'm loving his defense and I love his vision as a passer. So to me, you know, the shooting, the, the, the scoring, you know, that's something they that can work on. But what we desperately need in D.C., man, is a guy who's going to find open shooters. And, and and really the biggest thing to me personally is just his size and defense. Because, I mean, if we had size and defense at the point guard position last season, I mean, honestly, e, do you think that we win more games? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, so that's to me, that's how important those characteristics are, Anthony Black, because, you know, Size and defense, you know, Monte again, he did what he did, he did what he could, but <laughs> he just he was just too small of a guard, man. And so, I think Anthony Black's gonna be a game changer for this franchise. I really do, from year one, I do believe that. I'm, I've been high on him, you know, before his name really popped out because because I know about what six months to eight months ago, you know, the big obviously outside of Scoot Henderson, you know, Nick Smith was getting a lot of publicity, but I've been big on and black man for a while, so I think he's gonna do well in DC. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Brandon, you, you can go ahead to your question. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Outstanding. All right. So looking at the current roster construction of the Wizards, you know, the uh, mm -hmm. management has made it known that they're going to try to run it back with Chris Apazingas, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and Bradley Bill. So obviously, you know, we're talking about 
and Black in the point guard position. So if we draft Anthony Black, do you see him contributing right away and starting? Or do you see him kind of sitting on the bench and learning behind a veteran point guard? Because there's been names like Chris Paul have been brought up. So what do you think is best for the team? And what do you think is best for Anthony Black as far as his career and his development? I mean, assuming the Wizards continue on the path to trying to win as many games as they can, there's always the chance that maybe they pull the plug, make some unexpected moves and go more in on, you know, the youth situation, the youth track. But right now, I would expect him to be a guy that comes off the bench. I certainly would expect him to be more impactful than Johnny Davis was last year, unfortunately. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't bet on him starting. I mean, I think the Wizards kind of have their group. I mean, depending on what happens with guys like uh, Kuzma, but DeLon Wright's going to be back next year as well. So I don't know that they need him to start. And I don't think there'll be that much pressure on him to come in and contribute right away. I think they'll let him develop, but I do think that he will be good enough to get minutes right away. It's not going to be a situation where he's unplayable and I think they have to send him to the G league. So I think it'll be kind of a mix of the two where they'll bring him along slowly, play him off the bench, play him in a group where he's got spacing around him and they can really use his defense. You said you think he would be in the G league? No, no, I don't. I don't think he'll be sent to the G league like Johnny Davis was last year. I think he can play minutes right away. So that's what I was saying. I I don't know that he starts, but I don't think he's going to be just sent to the G league. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think he, I think he'll be ready to play. I think he will get in and and, and have meaningful minutes for sure. I do think he, I think he's ready to play right now, um, but I, I just, I think it's gonna take some time just because of the shot. But I, I do watching this game. He's very crafty. He's very shifty. He can make guys, you know, he can make guys. Um, he can get to the basket easily. He can get to the free throw line. He can finish through contact. Um, so I, I think he's gonna have an impact for sure. Um, day one. And I think, you know, he may not start, but I think he could definitely come in and contribute. Well, I mean, we talked about Chris Paul, which, you know, if you look at Chris Paul and his contract situation, and I get it that he's 38 and, you know, he's not the Chris Paul from L.A. He's not the Chris Paul from New Orleans. But, you know, I think that if we're able to find a veteran point guard where Anthony Black can kind of sit back and learn from him, I think not only is it good for the franchise, it's good for him as far as longevity of his career, because like you said, he. I'm a big fan. I think he can come in and he can start right away. But, you know, what's best for the team isn't always what's best for the individual player. And, yeah, he can come in and and, and play and and start. But I think as far as longevity and his development, I like to see him learn behind a veteran. Now, (laughs) obviously, that's easier said than done because we got to go out there and find a veteran. And obviously, you know, if you look at Kyle Kuzma and KP, one of them aren't coming back, which I always said I thought that was Kuzma won't come back as far as getting that point guard. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that him coming off the bench is the best thing for him personally. But, um, and, then, you know, we said it before. It, it's hard for a rookie point guard to come in and lead a veteran core. It's, it's hard because, you know, the equivalent of point guard is, is quarterback. You know, you got to have that chemistry with you guys, man. You, you're the guy who runs the offense. You dictate pace. You know, you are the quarterback equivalent, you know. So, and that's one factor. But do I think that he could come in and – start i believe so but there's obviously gonna be growing pains and so to mitigate that i definitely think we need to go get a veteran point guard but you know you mentioned earlier um comparing him to players you know if we're looking at um player comparison with current nba players and if you're looking at a ceiling and a floor if you could compare him to current players what would be his ceiling and what would be his floor in comparison i don't have a current player but a guy i was thinking of if he hits is an absolute ceiling he looks like a Jason Kidd type player 
where the shot maybe comes along later in his career, but very athletic, very fast, super high IQ, good passer. Now that's if the off the bounce game really hits for him and he becomes like a full on ball point guard. Again, I see the most likely, like I say the median, like the average outcome for him is like a bigger Derek White. The 100th percentile, he hits a ceiling, everything works, Hall of Famer. It's it's going to look kind of like a Jason Kidd, which is super exciting. I mean, that would be that would be awesome. A floor would be, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't have anyone prepared in mind, but just <laughs> like a connector that comes in, but the defenses don't really have to respect them offensively. And while his defense is good, it's not impactful enough to play major minutes. And so because of the lack of like an impactful offensive game, then he's really just like a bit player off the bench. But of course, every player that comes into the NBA, the ceiling could be anything. The floor could be anything. You never really know. Did we know Nikola Jokic would become the best player in the NBA? Absolutely not. So every guy has got a huge, you know, uh, variety of outcomes they could hit on. But those are a few kind of examples maybe of a high end middle and then a floor i should have had a better floor player uh prepped but i, I didn't want to say johnny davis <laughs> yeah sean levis <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good one what about i mean thomas zadaransky he was he was a taller yeah. point guard yeah so thomas zadaransky would be one so you think if you look at taller point guards like sga do you think if he kind of works on his game he could take that leap like sga and kind of use his size to, to kind of add to his offensive tool bag yeah, he can. It's hard for me to say SGA because SGA just has otherworldly scoring instincts and like slashing game. And I saw a little bit more out of that in SGA coming out of college. So I can't quite project him to get to that level. I mean, that would be like the hundredth absolute best outcome. I see like Jason Kidd though, to me, I like that actually is like the perfect outcome for him where like coming out of Cal, it's a long time ago now. Some of your listeners might not remember what he looked like. You might remember him more in Dallas at the end of his career, but Kid was like super fast, very athletic, could really set things up, push the pace as a point guard, and was like a menace, you know, running around defensively. That's kind of what you're looking for if you're talking yourself into, you know, the 100th percentile best possible outcome for Ant Black. Good God. I mean, Jason Kidd. <laughs> I mean, if he ends up like Jason Kidd, I'm very, very happy because, I mean, like you said, a lot of people may, may not remember Jason Kidd, the player. I mean, yeah. he was wow. He was awesome. I mean, yeah. New Jersey, yeah. Dallas. I mean, the list goes on. Jason Kidd was that guy. So, like, yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, again, you know, looking at Anthony back before, you know, before I hand it back over to E, man, it's just, I, I like what I see. You know, I, I and, and really getting back to Johnny, I know, that, <laughs> you know, you know, everybody get on Johnny. Which, you know, if you look at Johnny in college, you know, I would still make that pick because, you know, looking at Wisconsin now, again, with Johnny Davis, and, you know, it's one thing that, you know, his first year, he he was garbage. And then he kind of improved and he really yeah. stepped his game up. You know, and if you look at the second half of last season, and I get it, the sample size, you know, and time in the G League, but I, I'm still a believer in Johnny. I'm still a believer. So, you know, I think that, you know, he, once he figured out the NBA game, you know, you, he really started to improve. So as long as he puts the you know the time in his offseason, I think Johnny's going to surprise some people. But um, getting back to Ant real quick, you know, I like what I see. I really do. The defense, the size, this is exactly what we need, whether he comes in year one or whether, you know, two, 
three years down the road, we, we name him the, the guy, but I really like him because, again, he fits every need we need at that position. And I think that if we do indeed, you know, indeed go forward with the solid three, we call it the solid three. Um, we don't, they're not a big three yet. So, um, but if they come back with the solid three, I think he's going to be a nice addition. You know, yeah, best case scenario, sit behind a veteran. But, you know, if he has to start, I'm all right with it. Because, you know, if you look at the current situation with the cap, they, that may happen. You know, if you, if you look at, the, you know, the fact that we don't have a lot of cap room. So we very well could see him start year run. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. And, and, you know, indeed, if this is the pick, I'll, I'll be a very happy fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his game, too. I love the versatility. I love his defense. I love the way he can get to the basket. I love the way he can create for other guys. I thought he stepped up as the point guard, as the main guy at Arkansas a lot. Um, I want to see the Anthony Black that played in, in the Maui Invitational, where he put up 26 mm-hmm. points back-to-back games. That's the Anthony Black I want to see. If we see that guy, then he certainly will start um, day one. But if you had to be um, his agent or a salesman, what would be your selling points? Well, this will be the last one. What would be your selling points on draft night for Anthony Black? My selling point would be there's like a lot of these combo guard types in this draft class and coming into the NBA right now, like 6'4", between 6'3", and 6'6". Well, what separates my guy is the size defensively, that wingspan, that length. And, and not a lot of these other guys that are these type of combo scoring guard can can provide the defense that he does. But then offensively, on top of that, his feel and his impact that he made on winning from day one at Arkansas, you don't find that too often. And so it's a unique package where if it works, you're finding an impact player on both sides of the ball. Yep. And uh, he, he measured him with a 39-inch vertical, right? Was that today? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but I know it was in that range. So, yeah, I, I don't know if we've hit on his athleticism enough, uh-huh. but he's not like a shade and sharp where he's just going to be on highlight reels every day. But he's a step below that where he's a better athlete than Johnny Davis was. He's, I'd say, not an amazing, but just below that, a really good athlete. And at six foot six, that's a very big positive in his favor. Okay. And quickly, uh, where do you rank him between the young guys on the Wizards, between Corey, Johnny, and Denny coming out of the draft? Man, Corey's been exceeding my expectations. Had a solid year last year, so I I was happy for him. I grew up next to Gonzaga, so I'm a Gonzaga fan. So glad to see Corey play well. I mean, at this point, I think we kind of know at least that Denny is good defensively, but it it looks like he's not going to be hitting – really his ceiling offensively. So just with the upside that Ant Black would have, I think you'd have to put him at the top of that list mm-hmm. for now. Do you guys disagree with that? It's tough. Uh, <laughs> I think right now, yeah, um, Ant, Ant Black probably has the highest ceiling and the highest skill set at all. Yeah. Corey's, you know, he's a three-point shooter. That's that's his calling card. Denny right now, like you said, you know, he's a good defender, but I, I just don't think on this team will hit his offense. I just think the fit next to Brad is not good. Um, and then uh, Johnny, just he's he has a long ways to go. Super talented, but has a long ways to go. Yeah, I mean, I agree. If you look at if – if I'm going to rank them, Denny's number three, and I'm going to put Ann Black number one because his ability to finish at the rim. You know, that's one deficiency that Denny needed to work on was finishing at the rim. You know, he's got the defense, but the three-point shot just ain't there yet. And finishing through contact. You know, if you look at Corey Kispert, he look, he posterized a couple people last season. I'm just saying. Yep. Like, like, he's got some hops on him. You know, he, he's shown the ability to cut, finish through the lane, finish through contact. 
And that shot, I'm trying to tell you, man, that shot. So, yeah, I'm definitely ranking Corey up there. But, yeah, Ant, man, he's, he's a shot away. But, you know, the, again, just his size, his defense is, is so much needed to DC, man, in that position. So, nothing against Denny. I know I'm going to get hit on Denny. <laughs> Denny fans going to let me have it, man. Yeah, I, but. I agree with you, Brandon. The finishing definitely needs work. The left hand needs work. But we've talked about this. Uh, numerous times about Denny. Um, and I think I think Denny's going to be a solid rotational player for the rest of his career, for sure. Um, oh, but absolutely. Sam, um, we want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything you wanted to promote? No, you can follow me just at Draft Dummies on Twitter over the next month leading up to the draft, posting a lot of my thoughts, a lot of stats, highlights. And so follow me there. I'll, I'll post links to any other work that I do. But it's a fun time of the year leading up to the draft. There's a lot of promise, a lot of excitement. And then uh, we'll see him right after that in summer league. So looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Thank you, man, for coming on. We'll definitely have you on again very, very soon. So thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Now for every dayers, make sure you guys check us out. Talking about the uh, GM search as well. There's an update we got to get to. And then also a mailbag episode next week and a couple of draft prospect episodes as well. And Anthony Black did have an interview with the Wizards. If you guys did not know, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. And subscribe on to our podcast wherever you guys get podcasts. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.